Today on Rolling with New York Mike. It's like Joe Biden saying he's going to forgive all these college loans until he got all the pushback. Well, let's make sure that we give him pushback, like the biggest pushback that he could possibly get. An overwhelming red wave on December 8th. I know they're going to cheat. It's going to be rigged here and there. Don't let that stop you because we can overcome it. We can overcome the corruption. We can win this country back by voting on November 8th. Welcome to Rolling with the most patriotic man I know, my husband. And now, his podcast, Rolling with New York Mike. Get on the ride. Hi, this is Rolling with New York Mike. And thank you for being here. Thank you for just dealing with the the issues that we've had, the, the the work that we've been doing all over the place, trying to focus on what's going to get this country back on track, what's going to get this country back to where we were pre-COVID. And and we need to get there. This COVID has cost us a lot, but it's over, it's done, we're moving on. So let's understand, we have an election coming up in something like a month. Okay, 32 days we're going to be electing new new leaders. And I, I just interestingly, I just had a conversation a few days ago with a with a, a Democrat friend of mine who said he only cares about one issue. Now, I, I know this person is a Democrat. We're, we're, we're friendly and I don't want to sit down with a guy. I'm not the person that's going to sit there and I don't, I don't call anybody names. We're going to talk about issues. And it was interesting that we spoke for almost an hour. And, and that was great. I mean, it was, it was interesting that he said he only cares about one issue because it's the only one that directly affects him. Interesting that it's the immigration issue because he has kids who were born in Mexico living here with green cards. More interesting... He said how upset he is with Biden because Biden promised he'd have an immigration bill on his desk in 120 days. And even more interesting that he also said if Marco Rubio ran for president, he'd vote for him because he's the only one who's proposed an immigration plan. So, number one, I got a couple of takeaways, okay? First... It's nice that a Democrat would talk to me so long when I talk so much, it's hard to get a word in. (laughs) I know, that's funny. But I learned a long time ago, it's very important to listen. When I talk, I want to be listened to. So every once in a while, I'll shut up and be quiet, look at who I'm talking to and see if they're paying attention. (laughs) But, But seriously, it's important that we all get a chance to say our piece and okay my democrat friend was talking about an issue that he knew that wasn't going to be offensive to me he wasn't defending biden he wasn't offending he wasn't defending the 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 decisions that biden made to close down oil and gas drilling the the, the, the pipelines, and he didn't do anything like that, which probably would have pushed some buttons. But the other thing that he said 
that he's this one issue is the one he cares about. That does have to give you some insight about how a lot of voters vote and what they think about. They pick the one issue and and say that's the one that's important when everything affects all of us. I get that there are things that are more personal to each of us, but it's this takeaway that makes me consider what he says more than anything else. Although saying he'd vote for Rubio is a big deal, there's a lot to think about when somebody who's, I don't know if this guy's all the way to the left, but he's definitely a, a Democrat. He's definitely a progressive. And to think that he'd vote for a Marco Rubio because Marco Rubio has an, a plan, an immigration plan. And by the way, that plan may not be perfect, but it's a plan that many Republicans in leadership would probably agree to. And I would think most Democrats in leadership wouldn't. But there's going to be something coming down the pike. When we think about all the issues that will come up after the November elections, let's remember, November 8th, I said it, it's, it's, it's only a month away. It's getting so close. We, we've got to be engaged. And the single-issue people on both sides especially on the side of the conservatives, the, 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 the Roe v. Wade issue, the real, you know, the, it's not the biggest issue, but it may be the one that is the most personal engaging issue to the most people who are engaged with the single issues. And the people on our side, especially the pro-life Republican lobby. Out there, if you're listening and, and you're not one of those, please take it on yourself as a personal responsibility, not just to get out the vote, but to get other people to vote, to get people to understand what this is all about, to articulate where we are. We're not in a, in a situation where we're saying we're going to make we're going to make abortion illegal nationwide, and if that's your place, if that's where you're thinking, uh, I'm not with you. This is something where we overturned Roe v. Wade because Mississippi had a law on the books that changed the criteria, and the, and the Supreme Court said, "Yeah, a state could do that," which means every state can do that, and that's what we've been arguing about. So if you're not up to speed with the the argument for the last 49 years against Roe v. Wade, it's basically that abortion is a state's rights issue. That's what was wrong with Roe v. Wade. We shouldn't have a, a, a national issue. It, it's not appropriate. This is an issue that needs to be voted on state by state. So now the voters have a say in what, in what is going to happen with regard to the abortion issue in each of their states. So if a state says only in the case of rape, incest, the life of the mother, and it can only be elected to, to be done, not elected, elected. You can only choose to have an abortion in the first 15 weeks or the first 20 weeks or whatever it is. Each state has their own. I don't know anybody personally 
Democrat, progressive, left. I don't know anybody that is pro late term abortion. Late term, meaning the the very last moment before birth. And in some cases, we've heard some of these so-called progressives. I don't think that's progressive at all. But we've heard some of these so-called progressives argue that that they can have an abortion even at birth. I, I don't know how they could even say that. But if you remember, the governor of Virginia, who had been a doctor, made that case. So what we want, and I think we all want, is is a, a responsible law, state by state. Everybody gets a chance to speak, to vote on what they, in, in their neighborhoods, in their states, in their cities, in their locales, that, that everybody has a say. And, and the federal government can't come in and say nationwide abortion is this and that. It's not a national issue. It's a state-by-state issue. And that's what we're voting for. So please get out there, vote. You can you could then lobby for your state, whether it's California, and, and I get that that's going to be a hard one. But if it's in Oregon or Washington, it may be difficult, certainly in New York, but in Kansas, Kentucky, and Ohio, and states around the country, we could change the whole way that we deal with the abortion issue if we get this passed. And the only way we're going to get this passed is if we get a massive turnout. We, the conservatives, the so-called right wing, if we get out there in, in, in ways we never had before and make this statement that not only everything that Biden's done, everything the left wing has put out there, the energy issue, the inflation issue, all the rest of it, the border issue, but this abortion issue, because I know for years as an activist in the Republican Party and Republican politics here in California. I've gone to meetings of two and three hundred people and more. We're half the room as soon as you walk in. If you're not a hundred percent pro-life, if you're not a hundred percent for the abolishment of abortion, you're, you're persona non grata. <laughs> and we've been through it. We need to come together now. You know, I, I mean, parental consent and all these things that we want, we can fight for state by state if we win in November. If the Democrats win in November, they're going to put in a national, they're, they're going to they're gonna memorialize this whole Roe v. Wade and put it in law in ways that we won't be able to repeal for generations. It'll be another 49 years. And, and we, we have an opportunity now but we need that pro-life lobby, that pro-life lobby that was so loud that had such an impact on the Republican Party. We need that lobby to have an impact on this vote on November 8th. Please get out there. Make a difference. Now. We have a chance. Now. There's going to be a lot of other things that we're going to be able to get done. I mean, people talk about the investigations, the investigation of Hunter Biden. Now they say they, they, they have enough evidence to uh, bring him to trial, to bring it to a, a what we call a court. I don't trust them. Why would they do that now? In the first place, you can't, you can't bring the son of the president 
you know, up up on charges 30 days before an election. They're going to try because if they get this thing done, if the grand jury gets it in there, they put them on trial and they give them whatever it is, it's going to be a sham. You know it's going to be a sham. You can't trust these people. You just can't. You can't trust this guy Garland, the the attorney general. You can't. Tr- you certainly can't trust Biden or anybody in his administration. You can't trust the Democrat majority in the House of Representatives, or, nor in the Senate. You just can't. They're gonna they're gonna do everything they can, and what they can now, to get this Hunter Biden thing off the table as soon as they can, and and we got to make sure it doesn't happen. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to make it happen in 30 days. I really don't. But if you look at what's going on, they're trying. So let's let's make sure that we get out there, that, that we vote, because it's never been more important. I guess you could say that about every succeeding election. And you can, because each one has bigger consequences for every one of us. And it's not just a single issue. It's all these issues. It's, it's, it's everything that affects everyone. Every policy, every change, every dollar spent, it's foreign and domestic. We all want clean air and water, but shutting down pipelines, making drilling difficult to impossible, hurts us in ways we don't have the time to think about. And that's why we should elect leaders who do. We should also demand they deliberate, take their time, read the bills, and not make laws based on politics, but on what's in the best interest of the American people. Of course, this won't happen, but that shouldn't stop us from making our voices and our votes heard. That's why we have to understand our role and accept the process of and the importance of elections. Nothing or almost nothing, changes as quickly as we want or as we think they should. But each succeeding election allows for changes that gradually become accepted, even as others become unacceptable. And that's on both sides. And so this constant change, boy, that sounded a little like a Kamala word salad. (laughs) I get it. But Roe v. Wade, the civil rights laws, as well as all these changing, the the cultural changes. They go hand in hand. All this stuff about so-called science. Science, that science says that there's, what, 30 genders, more than that? It's crazy that men can give birth. What, are you kidding me? We've got to fight back. The only way to fight back is to win these elections, to get... The majority in the House and the Senate, we have we have this right here, 30 days. I mean, we've never had a mission more important as citizens than we have right now. I know there's going to be turmoil. There's going to be debate. These issues in the in the public square that divide us and in today's world with social media too often keeps us from appreciating the things that bind us together or things we should all be concerned about. Those clear and present dangers, the existential existential threats, the threats to our existence, not just as a country, as a culture. Threats we should be focused on, 
Not that we'd agree on these issues, issue by issue, but that we'd agree that there are issues that we must come to terms with if we're to survive, prosper, and continue to be the great nation that we've become. Take things like, you know, take blacks like Tim Scott, Byron Donalds. You know, listen to their stories. Listen to them talking about how far this country has come and appreciating that. But it's not just, it's not just the blacks in this country that are being used, told that they're victims. It's it's every immigrant looking back, the Italians, the Jews, the Irish, the Polish, the Asians. You know, we all have stories and and we're all entitled to, to, to defend the ancestors that came to America and gave so much so we can have these great lives that we had. If our grandparents saw us living this, <laughs> living this good and complaining this much, they'd laugh at us and they'd be outraged. I mean, you think about, think about all the things that people have gone through. It, it, it's, you look back, look back on what life was like in the 30s, the 40s, and I'm not just talking about things going on, the wars, the, the Holocaust. The, the, I'm talking about life here in America. It was hard. I told my grandparents' stories so many times. My, my grandfather coming here from Russia, the, the, the one that came here after the revolution with a wife and three kids back in Russia, came here, went through Ellis Island, took that 30-day boat trip. I mean, this is... This is the real lives of these people. How hard it was. They they didn't come over on a on a cruise ship. They they it was hard. My grandfather came here, spent a month or two months, went back, got his wife and three kids, came here, established himself as an American, established his kids as Americans, had two more kids who were born here, tried to bring up a family. He was killed. When he was 44 years old, my dad was five in 1929. What everybody went through. It's not, it's not just our story, not just my family's story. This is the story of America. We've all been victimized, but we don't want to be victims. We want to stand up. Look what's going on. I mean, I've said this many times. I, I, I thank the bullies that I was pushed by my dad to stand up to. That's what made me the person I am today. Standing up to the bullies, not making laws, not, not, not going up and, and complaining to the principal. You know, you got to stand up for yourself. This whole thing today about toxic, toxic ma- masculinity, what's that all about? Masculinity isn't toxic. Yeah, it's toxic if, you're, if, you, if you abuse people, especially if you abuse people that you know, I, I get it. I get it. But th- that's always been the case. And, and But we need to have a nation of strength. We need to have a nation of people who are strong. We, we Look at this military we have. They can't meet their quotas, not just because, I get it, you know, with, with, the, with the Biden administration, 
you know, the military, if you're a white person in the military, you're, you're, you're subject to, to, to being the, 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 you know, the target of a witch hunt. A witch hunt for, are you a supremacist? Are you this? I mean, come on. You know, they're, they're, they're making you take a position where, yeah, I have white privilege. This is wrong. This is bullshit. You've got to stand up and fight against it. Even against the, all these people getting thrown out of the military because they wouldn't take the vaccine. What, are you kidding? we got to stand up to it. We, 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 we've got to stand up for this country. We got you, you can't accept the fact that so many people aren't qualified to be in the military because they're obese, because they're out of shape, because they just didn't get the education in school. They can't even pass the basic requirements, the testing. I mean, it's so elementary, but people can't pass it. Why? Because the schools aren't teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic. They're, they're, They're teaching about you know, gender things. And they're teaching it to little kids. It's wrong. How are we going to beat it? Look, I, we, we're in danger. We're in, you, you, Rome wasn't built in a day. And it didn't fall in one generation. And we're at a point today where this country could be in the same place where Rome was before the fall. We've got to stop it. We've got to stop this Nero in the White House from fiddling and making these stupid laws while the country burns. This is just wrong. We've got to turn it around. How can we turn it around? We can turn it around by electing the opposition. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, vote Republican now. Get this done now. If you're a Democrat, vote for Republicans now. So we turn this around. Turn this ship around. It's, we've got to do it. We have a chance. 30 days isn't a long time, but it's going to happen fast. Take a look at the Roman Empire. How long did it take? How many years were they getting weaker and weaker? How many years was there major inflation? The devaluation of everything they had. How many years did it take them where the circuses took over? Where the people had to get entertained with the gladiators and all the other crazy things, the nutty sexual things that they all went through. How many, t- how many years did it take? How many generations did it take for them to become prey to the Goths and the Visigoths who just stepped in and took over? The great Roman Empire. They fell in no time. One big battle here and one big battle there and they're gone. We've got, we've got enemies out there. The Russians... And they're having their own problems. But the Chinese, the, the, the Chinese are in the orbit. And they're distracting us with Taiwan while they're going in and, and taking over Brazil. We've got to wake up to these things. We've got to stand up for this country, for our principles, for the things that made us great. Because those are the things that are either going to keep us great or the things that are going to just, we're going to, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. We've got to bring back those things that we believed in, the strength of this country. We should be on a path where we could turn around because right now, today, we have a chance to, to, to turn this thing around, to end this whole gender thing, to do right by it. We don't want to see kids who say when they're five years old, 10 years old, 
12, even 15 years old, saying, okay, I think I'm a boy, I'm a girl, demanding they be called by different pronouns without their parents' knowledge. We, we don't want that to go on. We don't want the schools to be able to, to, to do these things to our children. We want them to do things for our children. We want them to educate our children. That's what we expect. That's what we deserve. And that's what we've got to fight for. This is a parent's, a parent's election. The parents, if you, if you value your children, you have to value their education. The education that they've been receiving is just invalid. We've got, to, we've got to change it. Reading, writing, arithmetic. We've got to make sure that our kids understand math and real science. Not this crazy stuff about multi-genders. We have to make them understand that they have to learn, study. Not, 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 just, not just to be culturally acceptable to the left wing, but to be successful in life. We have to make them understand that they've got obligations. If they borrow money to go to school, they got to pay the money back like I did, like you did, like everybody did. we got to make them understand that there's nothing wrong with that. That there's nothing wrong with standing up for yourself, with being strong, with, with looking forward to being a person, male or female. The two genders, and certainly in the last, I don't know how many years, 40, 50 years, women have become so much more of a factor in our economy, in our lives, in our military. Not that I agree with every aspect of it. Not that I agree that, you know, women should be at, at the, the tip of the spare and because they're women. If they're qualified, if they meet the standards, then that's it. Katie by the dog is, is high and as far as they can go. But don't lower the standards to get them there. There's plenty of women flying jet fighter planes. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. Women are stronger now than they ever were, and that's a, that's a damn good thing. But let's not lower standards to say, yeah, we need more of that. Let's lower the standards, get more women. There. That's what they're doing. It's exactly what's going on, and we need to stop it. We need to be able to say that we're all equal. We're all equal under the law. We're all equal. We all have an equal chance. Yeah, there's battles out there. There are people that are going to be fighting for the prejudice of other people. But that doesn't mean that you lower the standards. It means that you, you, you teach people to stand up for themselves and you support them in every way. That's what we have to do. That's what we need to do as a people. We, the people, not the government. Not, we don't need more laws. We need to enforce the laws that are on the books. Right now, what are they doing? You get a city that has a whole bunch of homeless people going into places and ransacking and looting and stealing. And they go, okay, you know what? Let's change the law so they can take up to $950 worth of stuff and they're not going to get prosecuted for it. What's that all about? Doing away with bail, cash bail. Doing away. Why? How? Why would we accept that? Why are we accepting that? That's what's going on today in major Democrat-run cities all over the country. And it's up to us 
to say enough to stop it. We've got to step up. This, this is, is our opportunity. November 8th, make sure we do everything we can that you individually do everything you can to save this country. I don't care what your politics are. You got to look at what's going on and say we've got to, we've got to stop and turn it around. Yeah, you may put a bunch of Republicans in and you may not like some of the things the Republicans do. Fine. The next election's coming up in two years. But what we've had for the last two years is absolutely unacceptable. Get out there. Vote. Change it. Let's see if what we change is going to help us. You can't tell me that you're excited about a government that says we're going to have every new car is going to have to be electric. You really want to be forced to buy a new car and spend seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000? Who knows what it's going to cost by 2035? I mean, that's, that's an impossible target. The grid can't possibly handle that many costs. 1% of cars today are electric. 1%. And, and the grid is suffering. Look what happened in California a few weeks ago. Newsom says, oh, don't charge your car because it's hot outside and the grid can't handle it. What? That's the, <laughs> the same guy that says no more new cars that aren't electric that aren't totally emission clean after 2035. How are you going to do that? Are you, are you going to accept that? Are you going to say, yeah, you know, he's right. We want a clean air. We want clean water. We want to stop global warming. Well, okay, if you think the globe is warming, fine. But the way to fix it isn't to stop drilling here and beg Saudi Arabia to send us more oil. Go down to Venezuela do, do away with the sanctions to bribe them to sell us more oil? That's not the way to do it. That oil is dirty, and it's the same, it's the same pollution. It's worse. The, 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 the drilling here is at least cleaner by at least 40%. We're going to need a runway, a runway of 30, 40, maybe 50 years. Let's make sure that we understand we all want the, the, the cleanest environment we can get. I can argue with you all day long about this global warming that used to be global freezing, freezing global climate change. And you're going to tell me that you have one hurricane and okay, because it was really bad. It's like it's hurricane season. Hello. We've always had hurricanes. We've had four hurricanes before this one that were just as bad or worse than this one over the last 30, 40 years. This is what happens in hurricane seasons. We have hurricanes. I wanted to move to Panama City, Florida. I love Panama City, Florida. But Petrina doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to deal. I get it. It's a valid concern because you do have every five to 10 years, you're going to get a devastating hurricane. It's going to happen. That's what happens in places like Florida. It's just part of, part of the environment. It's not like, oh boy, this is changing. The environment always changes. And yes, we should do what we can, but we shouldn't do these things, these emotional Green New Deal things that make no sense. They only hurt. They set us backwards. They don't set us forward. What sets us forward 
is encouraging science, real science, to develop real solutions, real, real things, ideas, not this renewable thing with, with, I mean, I like solar, don't get me wrong, but there are, there are things that aren't perfect. Let's perfect it. Let's get it better. Wind? I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't want to kill thousands and thousands of birds on something that, you know, blows hot today and cold tomorrow. Doesn't even blow tomorrow. We don't even know. We don't even know if those windmills produce anything. The, the percentage of energy that we get from them is infinitesimal. And yet, they're going to keep pursuing it as renewable? We are blessed because we have so much energy right here, right here in the United States of America. And we have the technology to drill and be energy independent. We can even be exporters of this energy and compete with Russia exporting energy to Europe. We were doing that. We were in that. And now we can't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. Think about it. You don't like Trump? I get it. Trump's not on the ballot right now. He may be in two years. Fine. Your vote on November 8th isn't going to change that. Your vote on November 8th is going to change the conditions that we live in. This runaway inflation, this recession that we're in right now, you can be you could deny it, but we are in a recession and it's galloping to a depression and it could be a bad one. We don't want that. Can we turn it around in one election? I sure hope so. I'm not going to say we can for sure, but we could fix it. We could fix it and it won't take long to start drilling for oil here and now to change the laws so people will invest. Invest in drilling oil. Invest in the oil and gas industry. It's not the local gas stations that Biden is saying, oh, don't you dare raise your prices. These are just mom and pop. Local investors that might own two or three or five gas stations. These aren't big major oil conglomerates. These are individuals. They've got to, they've got to meet their payroll. They've got to meet their expenses. They've got to pay their bills and make a profit. And they're entitled to that profit. They took the risk. They pay the bills and suffer through all the things that entrepreneurs suffer through running businesses, paying bills and scraping up the money. Do you know what it's like to have to make payroll on Friday and you're sitting there Wednesday trying to figure out how you're going to get the money because you don't have it in the bank? Do you know what that's like? And, and don't say, well, then they shouldn't be in business. That's who they are. That's who I am. That's who I've been. And I've been there. I've been there where I look at my partner on Wednesday and go, Mort, we don't have the money to pay, pay salaries on Friday. What are we going to do? We gotta, let's figure it out. And somehow, some way, we, we did. But it wasn't easy. The stress isn't easy to deal with. But you do. This is what you do. Don't, don't tell these people they can't raise prices. It's not up to them. So what's going on today is unacceptable. It's not acceptable for any of us. It's not a political thing. This is a, a national crisis. The Biden administration, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, 
along with a whole bunch of these Democrats in the Senate and, and in the House, are a national crisis. Allowing schools to tell little kids that, that you may you may want to you may be a girl. I know you're a boy. I know you have boy parts and not girl parts, but you 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 seem to act like a girl. You don't like to play with soldiers. So let's look at your sexuality and you could change that by changing your pronouns. What? That's craziness. Now we, we, we're accepting that. If you don't vote, and if you don't vote for Republicans at this election, you're saying that's okay. You're saying it's okay to say that this country was founded on slavery. That's what you're saying. You're saying that because you're white, you're victimizing people who aren't white. And you're saying that's okay. If you don't get out there and vote, and vote for the Republican candidate, that's exactly what you're saying. Is that harsh? I don't think it is. I know what's harsh. What's harsh is telling me I'm a racist. That's harsh. What's telling every white person that, that they're guilty of suppressing other people, of being the oppressor, that's harsh. That's wrong. That's unacceptable. And you shouldn't accept that. I don't care what color you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you vote for Democrats next time. Maybe next time they'll have better candidates and better ideas. They'll be proposing better policies. I don't know. But proposing policies that are just exacerbating the problems, creating in place, creating the... The, the, the environment, for lack of a better word, that's helping criminals and hurting victims, this is not something that's acceptable. I, 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 accepting the fact that they're telling you that, oh, crime rate's going down, it's not going down. Why would you believe that? Turn on the television, listen to the radio, Read the news wherever you get it, on your social media, wherever else. Crime is rampant. Look at the homeless everywhere you go, in cities all over the country. Look at this illegal immigration and the damage it's causing. The drugs that are coming across the border, along with the illegal aliens. Along with all these people from every country in the world coming here from over 190 different countries. The ones that we can document, when I say document, I mean they're well, undocumented, no. The ones that we can actually say, okay, there were two million this year. How many got through that we didn't count? How many of the quote unquote gotaways? And how many amongst those are terrorists? Actually, actually terrorists on the terrorist watch list that came across the border illegally along with everybody else empowering the cartels the cartels are, and i've said this for 2 years during this podcast this this administration are partners they're partners with the cartels the cartels are making millions and millions of dollars i don't want to exaggerate it and i'm not 
The cartels are thriving like they never dreamed of. They're getting bigger and stronger, and they're putting more of these MS-13 people into this country, more criminals into this country, every single day, along with the terrorists who are coming across. They're creating issues that we don't even want to know about. And how many of these innocent people who are being told, oh yeah, come on to America, the streets are paved with gold, come on in, you'll be successful, come on across. How many are dying? How many of the kids are dying, taking this treacherous trek, crossing the Rio Grande? How many are drowning? Hundreds. It's just not, it's, it, it's immoral to perpetuate these policies It's wrong for Americans to perpetuate these policies. You don't like the fact that there's going to be investigations? There's going to be investigations. It's a lot more than Hunter Biden. It's a lot more than just the FBI. The FBI has been, what they've been doing is, I don't want to make this into an anti-FBI rage or rant, but you could see it every day. From from the they have they have been weaponized by the past administration. That's the Obama administration to attack the Trump administration to attack Trump and his administration and to continue in that continue doing that to protect Hunter Biden. They've been weaponized to protect the left. And to destroy the right. That's what's been going on. And yes, there's going to be investigations. I I get it. You don't like that? Well, I do. But that's not. That's not going to be the focus of taking over. The focus is going to be to bring back energy independence. To bring back our military. To make people say, I want to be in the military. I want to serve. To make sure that somebody in the military could say, okay, you know what? I don't want to take that vaccine. I'm concerned about the consequences of the vaccine more than the consequences of the threats of getting thrown out of the military, which I love. I love the military. I love to serve. And I'm doing it well. Yeah, look at this Coast Guard diver that Biden Biden goes and just commends him to the moon for what he did during Ian. But he's getting kicked out. In less than 30 days, he'll be out. He doesn't want to be out. He loves what he does. We don't want to perpetuate that. We don't want to continue with that kind of policy. That's just wrong. We want to stand up to that and change it. That's what we want to do. That's what you want. We want to see our teachers teaching. We don't want to see our schools run by the teachers union, who are just tools of the left wing of America. We don't want to see this Green New Deal. Everything is a Green Deal here and a Green Deal there and a Green Deal everywhere. No! We want to see rational, intelligent a movement towards a cleaner environment for us. And yes, sure, we'd like to see clean air over China and clean air over Russia and India. We would. That's going to take a lot more than 30 or 40 years. That's going to take something that when, when they realize that their lifestyle 
is a threat to their existence, then maybe they'll jump in and comply. They're not doing it now. We can't continue with policies that are embracing the, the, this crazy country of Iran. We can't continue. We had them on the run. We had them down. And now they're thriving again. We, we, we're dropping the sanctions. We're sending the money. We're trying to get them to sign that deal again. It doesn't work. It doesn't compute. It doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense to anybody. I don't care how you feel about Israel. And by the way, anti-Semitism is never excusable. I don't care how you feel about the country of Israel. You can't just say that you are anti-Zionism. There are people like me that love the country of Israel, that know its importance. And I, I'm not, I don't have anything, I don't harbor hatred or anything else than anybody, and certainly not the individual Palestinians, who I know. I've been to Israel many times. I've, I've gone I've gone to the old city of Jerusalem. I've hung out with the Palestinians that have businesses there. I've been to their bars and their clubs. <laughs> Some of them are really cool people. It's not them. It's the Palestinian Authority. It's Hamas. It's, it's the people that are just bringing up a, a generation of Palestinians and teaching them to hate Jews, to hate all Israelis to destroy them, to kill them. That's what they're doing. They're sending in missiles. They're doing everything they can. Not to make peace with Israel. Not, not to coexist. You know that, that bumper sticker on the back of the car? Coexist? Yeah, right. The Palestinians don't want to coexist. They want to dominate. They want to take over Israel. They want to get rid of all the kill Israel. Kill the Jews. Ask them. That's what they say. That's what they talk about all the time. And, and this administration is fostering that? Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, Schumer's a Jew. I get it. Yeah, there's plenty of them in, in the Senate. Plenty of Democrats who are Jews. Who say, hey, Mike, we care about Israel just like you. No, you don't. If you did, you'd be talking more about the Abraham Accords that Donald Trump was able to to enact. You'd be talking more about that and working harder to make those Abraham Accords something that is more prevalent within the Arab states. That's what you'd be doing, but you're not. You don't even talk about it. Because if you talk about it, it's like praising Donald Trump. Oh, God forbid you should, you should do something that would praise Donald Trump. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> can't do that. Why is Donald Trump such a factor in their lives. Yeah, you could, you could demonize them all you want, but take a look at his policies. Take a look at some of the things he did. We didn't have this inflation. Gas was like a $2. That's what it was. And never we never even dreamed that it was going to go up, even when Biden took over, until he stepped into office and on the first day shut down the Keystone Pipeline. The first day, the first thing he did. And then he allowed the Russians to open Nord Stream 2 in Germany. What, what kind of thinking is that? 
Is that thinking that you're going to go along with if you're a Democrat or an independent? I hope not. Let's just all agree. I know, not all. I get it. But I'm trying to get all to agree. That's my job. That we need to change now. And we have a chance to change now. The November 8th, to put those Republicans in. See what they could do. See what they can do to uncover some of, some of the stuff that's been going on. The corruption. How much money are we sending to Ukraine? Look, I'm rooting for Ukraine. I, 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 I love what these people are doing. They're stepping up. They're fighting a war that nobody thought they could, they could, they could survive a, a, a week, let alone over seven months. But all that money, we know how corrupt that country is. We know what was going on. This, this Hunter Biden getting $83,000 a month. That's what he got, not 50. 83000 a month for being on the board of Burisma. Yes, the largest energy country company in the, in the Ukraine. What does he know about energy? Absolutely nothing. And he was getting that much money. We know how corrupt that country was. So can we have a, an accounting Look, I don't mind sending them money, even billions. But if you're going to send them this many billions over and over and over again, aren't we entitled to an accounting? Don't you think that a real president would demand an accounting? That a real secretary of state would demand an accounting? I want to know where every nickel has gone. I want to make sure that nobody's putting money in their pocket. Yeah, Zelensky's a terrific leader. He is. That doesn't mean he's not corrupt. It just means he's doing a great job taking on the Russians. He's doing a great job standing up to Putin. He is. And, and, and he deserves our respect and admiration for doing that. But he also deserves our scrutiny because we know <laughs> that he's corrupt. He's got a 30-something million dollar home in South Florida. But crying out loud, if that doesn't tell you, okay, hey, you want to turn around and say, well, he made that money when he was an actor and a dancer and a comedian. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, well, hey, if you could prove it, okay, prove it. Let's get down. Let's look at the books. Let's scrutinize every little thing that went on, every nickel that went to that country, because we should. And by the way, what about the money that's supposed to come from the other NATO countries? Why aren't these people being, being, having their arms twisted? I didn't want to say being forced. Having their arms twisted the way Trump would. Yeah, I know. I keep on bringing his name up. But he did that. He pushed NATO hard. They're supposed to be putting in 2% of their GDP into their defense. And they weren't. Not even close. But Trump got them to put in a lot more. And a couple of them even, even reached pretty close to that 2% number. And, and what would he be doing right now? Making sure they put in that 2%. And maybe with a little bit of override to, to help fund what's, what's going on in, 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 in that war. What's going on with Ukraine. A proxy war, not just for us, but for all the NATO countries. For all of Europe. A proxy war that benefits them way more than us. So yes... We need to fund them. We need to cheer them on and support them. But we also need to know 
then the money's not going down the black hole. That's not going into people's individual pockets. We need to do that not just for us, but for the individual people of the Ukraine. They deserve that when we give their government the kind of money we've given their government, that we know where every dollar has gone to. They deserve that. So let's, let's, let's change the course of history on November 8th. We could do it. We could do it now. We could do it without calling each other names, without pointing fingers. We could do it. Except the fact that by, by making oil and gas exploration difficult to impossible, which is what this administration has done, they, that's the, the crux of the inflation. It wasn't the war. It wasn't Putin. It was Joe Biden canceling the Keystone Pipeline and making oil and gas exploration impossible. Nobody's going to invest in oil and gas when you got the president of the United States saying we're going to do away, we're going to do away with gas-powered everything. No more fossil fuel. Done. Over. And yeah, I, I, I know, I know. West Virginia came along and, um, yeah, what's his name? Went ahead. They passed that anti-inflation bill, <laughs> the inflation reduction bill, which is going to do nothing except exacerbate inflation. Inflation is going to grow into that bill. But he did have in that bill the demand that gas and oil exploration and coal mining <laughs> is going to get a boost. But it's not. It's not going to happen. We know it's not going to happen. But Joe Manchin doesn't know. Joe Manchin was played by the Biden administration, just like the rest of it have been from day one. Joe Manchin is no hero. Joe Manchin caved. And, and the consequences, <laughs> the consequences are going to be dire. Dire for West Virginia, dire for the whole country. Let's turn this ship around. Let's change the course of history. Let's get out there and vote and do everything we can. Walk the precincts, put signs in your yards, signs in your windows. Do everything you can and don't listen to the polls. How many people, when they're called by pollsters, are going to say, yeah, I'm voting for a Republican? Nobody. Well, I can't say nobody. Some people, a lot of people will. But there's also a lot of people that are going to be very leery of saying that because they don't want to pay the consequence. They don't want their house, they don't want people to throw rocks at them because that's what happens. That's the tactics of the other side. That's what Antifa does. That's what Black Lives Matter does. That's the way those people operate. They're in a fight, they're in a war. And they're going to do everything they can on their side to win their war for communism. That's who they are. That's what they want. They want communism. They want, quote-unquote, equity. That's what they want. They want us to pay 
the highest tax rate we can stand so that the money can be spread to all these minorities, all these marginalized, quote-unquote marginalized people. That's what they want. They don't want to work. They don't think they have to work. We saw what happened during COVID. As soon as they got a check from the government, they stayed home. That's what they want. They think there's a, there's a pot of gold behind this communist rainbow. And they're going to do everything they can, and they're doing everything they can to see that that pot of gold is distributed amongst all of those people. That's their idea of equity. It's like Joe Biden saying he's going to forgive all these college loans until he got all the pushback. Well, let's make sure that we give him pushback, like the biggest pushback that he could possibly get, an overwhelming red wave on December 8th. I know they're going to cheat. It's going to be rigged here and there. Don't let that stop you because we can overcome it. We can overcome the corruption. We can win this country back by voting on November 8th. I'm New York Mike. This is rolling with New York Mike. Yeah, I'm rolling. I'm going up to L.A. on Saturday. I got other things. I got rides. I got events. There's a lot of motorcycle things right in front of me. I get it. But there's nothing more important than this election coming up November 8th. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. Thanks for subscribing. I'm New York Mike, and I'm out. Thanks for listening to Rolling with New York Mike. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to keep this podcast rolling.